0: What is up, my dear friend? Welcome to the Happy Heart Academy podcast. I am your host, Tyler Joe Stratton, and today we are spending some time in a book that I've been studying that is helping me to take back the control of my life and helping other people to take back control of their own life, whether it's after a heartbreak, a loss, a devastation, a divorce. So uh, the book that I've uh, been studying for these past four months that has been absolutely a thrill to work through is called Awaken the Giant Within. It's by um, Tony Robbins, and it's how to take immediate control of your mental, emotional, and physical, and financial destiny. This book has been so enlightening, powerful, persuasive, argumentative. It's been so insightful. And Today, I just wanted to spend some time with you to get very clear on this topic that I've been studying. In chapter 21, it's the relationship destiny, the place to share and care. And um, we're going to be diving into this idea because in this book, he shares with me another book called How to Make Love All the Time by um, this incredible author. But here she talks about these four phases that can oftentimes kill a relationship. And I think this is important for anybody who's either been in a relationship or, is currently in a relationship or is hoping to get back into a relationship Uh, because I think having the awareness of what kills a relationship can help you sear through your current relationship, can help you uh, in your future relationship and also help you understand your past relationship so that you can improve upon a new relationship that's to come. So today, hey, listen, if you're struggling with heartbreak and you're struggling to move on or let go of the past pains, be sure to click the link in the show notes below for you can schedule a free 30 minute call with me where we walk through together, learn about your situation and talk through how can you go on from getting unstuck to feeling more powerful, more present and more able to move through this heartbreak so that you can finally move on, let go, and create happiness during your singleness. And if you're interested in that, be sure to check out the show notes below. Schedule a call with me. It's a free 30 minute call. And I'd be more than happy to show you what you're currently doing that's keeping you stuck, how you can get unstuck, and what I would suggest you do during your time of singleness. So that you can create happiness some forward momentum, and a meaningful pursuit that can help you get yourself out of this and unstuck. So like I said, be sure to check out the show notes below and let's move on to today's episode on the four th- phrases that oftentimes kill a relationship. So like I said, I've been studying this book for quite some time, for about four months now, and I've been diligently Patiently working through this book. It is a massive book. Um, And uh, I've been trying to really soak it all in and and really implement the strategies in which this book talks about and works you through. And when I came into this uh, chapter on chapter 21, it talks about how relationships must be nurtured, which it's like, well, duh. But hear me out. I want to share this with you real quick. It says, in reality, the only way a relationship will last is if you see your relationship as a place that you go to to give and not a place that you go to to take. I think this is a beautiful concept because oftentimes I feel like many of us that are haven't been able to heal our hearts, to love ourselves, to fulfill ourselves, we oftentimes get into a relationship so that they can complete us. So that we can feel better about ourselves, so that we have a sense of identity, a sense of purpose, a sense of worth. And we're taking it from them. So oftentimes when we don't heal our hearts, we're coming from this place of hurt that sets us up to get into a relationship so that we can take whether we want sex, love, connection, intimacy, whatever. We basically take and take and take and take and take. And this can oftentimes kill a relationship. We need to start to enter relationships to give, 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 give. The more you give, the more you receive. It's a universal, beautiful law. And if you're struggling to give, 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 give because your partner is not giving back, then one must have a conversation with your partner to talk about, you know, what's going on. Why are you not, you know, giving? I feel like I'm out giving. And you guys can work through that, but none, nonetheless, if you are struggling with your current relationship, I also sit down with couples and oftentimes help them work through relational problems as well. That's one of my favorite passions is just to help to steer a direction in in, in a time where you feel like you feel directionless in your relationship. So I want to start off by saying that the reason why we get into relationships is not to take but to give. Because when we come from a place of our heart, that's what we want to do is we want to give. Give love. Give encouragement, give, give loyalty, give honesty, give, give ourselves a way not to take. The greatest feeling that you can ever receive is the, the feeling of giving and contributing. So that's why we go into relationships. Now let me move on to you know these big four phases that oftentimes kill a relationship. And realistically, I'm literally just going to read this part of the book to you. Uh, Because they put it so beautifully, and I don't want to butcher it, and I don't want to steal their work. So once again, this work comes from Dr. Barbara DeAngelis in the book called How to Make Love All of the Time. And she has identified four phases that can oftentimes kill a relationship. And she goes on by saying, by identifying them, we can immediately intervene and eliminate problems before they balloon into destructive patterns that threaten the relationship itself. So I'm going to talk about these Four stages that we often go through that end up killing a relationship, which means oftentimes a breakup will occur. And you're going to get the same enlightenment that I got in which I was like, oh, yeah, looking back, I I see how that played out. I see what stage I was in and um, I can see what I can change if I ever find myself going back into that stage. So stage number one, it's called resistance. And she says here that the first phase of challenges in a relationship is when you begin to feel resistance. Virtually anyone who's ever been in a relationship has had times when they feel resistant towards something their partner said or did. Resistance occurs when you take expectations or feel annoyed or a bit separate from this person. Maybe at a party they tell a joke that bothers you and you wish that they didn't. The challenge, of course, is that most people don't communicate when they're feeling a sense of resistance. And as a result, this motion continues to grow until it becomes stage number two, resentment. So stage one is resistance. We oftentimes, it starts with feeling like we're resistant. We don't, we're not feeling connected to our partner because of something they said and or did. And then if we don't communicate that resistance to them being like, I feel disconnected from you. I don't feel as connected as I once did. We ignore that red flag. What happens is we move on to stage two. Stage two, resentment. If resistance is not handled, she says, it grows into resentment. Now you're not just annoyed. You become angry with your partner and you begin to separate yourself from them and erect an emotional barrier. Resentment oftentimes destroys the emotional intimacy of that relationship, and this is a destructive uh, pattern within a relationship that, if unchecked, will only gain speed. If it is not transformed or communicated, it often will turn into stage number three, rejection. So stage two. After stage one, you're going into this resistance. You're you're feeling separated. And then once you don't communicate that, you move into this resentment stage. And oftentimes, this creates this emotional barrier that she explains. And resentment will destroy that emotional intimacy and that connection that you once had, which makes you feel lost, alone, confused, worried, scared, anxious, fearful. All of those things that we often feel during that time of like, oh, I feel like they're slipping away. I don't know what's going on, but I feel like they're slipping away. And many of us are too fearful excuse me, to acknowledge that truth. And we try to ignore that truth. And when we do that, we're setting ourselves up for the ultimate failure anyway. That breakup is going to take place because you're not communicating effectively. So after resentment, when it's not, when it goes unchecked and it gains its speed, it moves on to stage three, which is rejection. This is the point when you have so much resentment build up that you find yourself looking for ways to make your partner wrong or verbally or non-verbally attack them. In this phase, she says, you begin to see everything they do as irritating or annoying. It's here that not only emotional separation occurs, but also physical separation as well. If rejection is allowed to continue on to lessen our pain, we will end up moving into stage number four, repression. So right now you've got resistance. You're feeling a little resistant toward your partner because of something they said and or did. I don't, whatever that may be. And then you, if you don't handle that right away, you don't call it out for what it is, you're not bold, you're not courageous, you're not like, hey, I got to talk to you about this, let's sit down, you move on to stage two, which is resentment. And this is when there's that emotional barrier that starts to build up where you start to slowly disconnect um, that intimacy with them. And then you move on to stage three, which is rejection. This is where you start to per- perhaps, uh, you know, Look for ways to verbally or non-verbally attack them. You oftentimes feel annoyed or irritated by them. Um, And then there's a physical and even emotional separation that occurs, which ultimately increases the pain that you feel because you're no longer connected. You're not intimate. You're not emotional. You're not physical, anything like that. And so you're losing them. And they're like, well, this is worrying me even worse. I'm, I'm starting to get really scared. And then stage four, you move into repression. You see, when you are tired of coping with the anger that comes with the rejection phase, you try to reduce your pain by creating emotional numbness. This is the oftentimes that I call the barrier around your heart. You close off your heart, you numb yourself, and you avoid feelings of any pain. But you also avoid feelings of passion, love, and excitement. You see, when you cut off your, your heart to the pain, you also cut your heart off to the love. And this is why it's so dangerous. This is what they call the most dangerous phase of a relationship because this is the point at which lovers become roommates. No one, and she says, no one else knows the couple has any problems because they never fight, but there's also no relationship left. So these are the four stages that I wanted to share with you that brought so much enlightenment, to my previous relationships and also to my current marriage. It's like, I want to make sure, and this is what's something I think uh, Nicole and myself beautifully do. And one of the reasons why I fell in love with her and I chose to love her so deeply and intimately is because we communicate so effectively. Communication is so key. And before I go any further, I want to talk about she then goes on to explaining well what's the key to preventing these four Rs from happening the resistance the resentment the rejection and the repression the answer is simple she says you must communicate clearly up front i want to talk about how important it is to communicate to solve these issues you know if you just if you started to feel resistance right up front and you didn't communicate that you're probably going to move into resentment and if you still don't communicate that You're gonna, you know, move into rejection. If you don't communicate that, you're gonna move into repression, which all ultimately then leads to a breakup, a divorce, a separation. And this is so tough. This is so tough. But here's here's the beauty behind this: is all you have to do is communicate. Be courageous. Act when you feel like you know you have to act and speak up when you know you have to speak up. You don't have to be a jerk about it. They don't have to be a jerk about it. But you can sit down and you should be able to create the space with your partner that allows you to be like, hey, I need to hold this conversation with you. And we're grown adults here. We love each other. We respect each other. We don't need to yell. We don't need to scream. We don't need to point fingers. I just want to tell you that what you did earlier is making me feel resistance. It's not making me feel like I'm, I want to connect to you. It's not someone that I'm like, I want to respect or follow or fall in love with. And if they're a healed person, they're not going to take that and say like, well, then fine, you can just leave. Like if if you don't accept me for me, then you can just be gone. Like that's wrong. No, no, it's just a matter. Oh, okay. I hear you. What I do. I'm, I'm just not, I'm really not um, exactly sure. I might be, sure what I did, but can you explain to me what I did so that I don't do that again? That's, that's coming from a place of your heart rather than your hurt. See, coming from your hurt would would say if I sat down with Nicole, cause we had this happen. I, I mean, probably in our first year of our relationship, when we first started dating. Um, and I don't know if I talked to you guys about this before, but I had, I went back home um, cause I live about three hours away from where we currently live now to visit my family. And I went out with some friends and, um, it was just literally me and the guys. And I ended up running into a, uh, partner back at a bar. And I was just kind of like, I noticed when I saw her, it sparked feelings. And I was like, Oh boy, that's weird. I wouldn't have expected that. And but it hurt me a little bit because I was I was dating uh, Nicole and I absolutely enjoyed her, but I was like, "Whoa!" This reconnection, this this conversation sparked up these feelings, and that kind of confused me. So that was like on a Friday, Saturday night, something like that. And so when I came back um, home on that Sunday, she came over to my house and we sat down and talked. That action is what I think helped me to build. A deeper connection with Nicole and knowing that she's a lifelong partner. Because here's what happened: I sat her down and I was like, um, "Listen, I had an experience um, this weekend. I was out with some friends and I and I and I ran into this girl that I used. To, I was I, I had a relationship with, and it somehow sparked, you know, like a like a feeling. Like I was like, I miss her. I'd like to be with her, perhaps, or just you know, be curious on what this emotion is and she was so respectful and so open. I mean, she was hurt, right? Like, you don't want to hear that from your partner. She was hurt. But the way that we communicated to each other was, I figured I was going to get yelled at. I was like, that's it. I can't do this. We're done. Like, if you haven't feelings for another person, like you got to get out of here, yada, yada, yada. You know what I mean? Well, that wasn't it. She was just beautifully like open. She was like, listen, there's nothing I can do. This is on you. Like, figure it, figure it out. Like she, and we, we talked through it and we spent like two hours talking through it and she was crying and I was like, I was crying. I wasn't sure what was going on. I was like, why do I even feel this way? I just don't like feeling like I feel like I feel something for another person when I'm with somebody. And when we communicated that, the communication that we had drew us closer, helped us to create more intimacy, connection, trust, honesty, love, fulfillment. It really did. It, it, it extremely helped uh, the relationship move forward. And so I want to share that with you because if you're feeling resistance in what whatsoever, make sure you communicate your resistance and what has happened clearly. And, and they should be able to respect uh, respect you, love you, and and be open to whatever experience you're experiencing. Um knowing that we're going to change as individuals throughout our relationship with our partner. Um, You know, we have to be open to the change that they're going to experience as as a human being and what we're going to experience as a human being. And we got to share those experiences openly, honestly, truthfully, loyally, so that we can continue to establish and build a strong relationship with our significant other. So my friends, I hope this served you today. I hope you found this helpful. I hope you found this insightful like I did because these four stages is something I feel like we all go through. And some of us end our relationships after these four stages. Some of us intervene during these four stages and continue to build a relationship. But remember, at the end of the day, let's keep things simple. Let's keep things simple and understand that we must continue to communicate courageously from our heart rather than our hurt. We must stick up for ourselves and stick up for our partners by speaking from our heart rather than our hurt. And if I think we do that a little bit more, I think we will experience more joyful and loving relationships with ourselves, others, God, and everything in between, and we'll continue to strive and create a beautiful quality of life moving forward. Listen, my name is Tyler Joe Stratton. I am a heartbreak recovery coach, and I help heartbroken singles create happiness during their singleness so that they can finally step into the control of their life and move on happily. Ever after. So if you want help moving on and creating happiness after your heartbreak, if you're struggling to move on, let go and create some happiness or momentum to get you to move on and move forward, well, make sure you click the link below in the show notes for you can book a free 30 minute call with me as we dive into keeping, helping you understand what's keeping you stuck, what's stopping you from being able to move on, and then giving you some steps that can help you to release these, these negative emotions, these unwanted thoughts, these unwanted feelings, so that you can start to move forward and toward a hope-filled future that you deserve. Listen, if you like this episode today, be sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel or subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening to this at. And be sure to share it out with one, two, or even three of your friends that you know that are currently struggling in their relationship or just or needs uh, needs a little bit of a word of advice. Listen, you can be the dealer of hope you can create the light at the end of the tunnel for other people. It's a beautiful gift to give. So be sure to share this out if you found it helpful with one, two, or three of your friends as we continue to help the brokenhearted create happiness during their singleness.